Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, and I am the editor and publisher of theweeklydriver.com. It's been in line since, online since 2004. My longtime friend and co-host is Bruce Aldrich, and today we have on Jen Collins. Jen is the Senior Vice President of TuneIn, and uh, they have a, TuneIn has a, a new relationship with Rivian. Everybody's talking about Rivian. And we want to talk to Jen today about um, the world of TuneIn and what it means to the automotive space. So, uh, Jen, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Great. Jen, would you mind with a, just a simple overview of TuneIn? And I know of it, Bruce knows of it, but I have a feeling that TuneIn on some levels is still a little bit unheralded. And I don't mean that in any kind of disparaging way, but can you give us a good overview of what Tune is? Yeah. So TuneIn is one of the world's largest uh, audio platforms. We have over 100,000 radio stations from across the globe. Uh, we broadcast in, or have broadcast in 80 different languages. So any given day, you could listen to a broadcast in Spanish or Hawaiian. Um, and that global footprint really gives us um, a tremendous amount of listening. We have 75 million monthly uniques. A lot of what I'm focused on is distribution. So that is, you know, working with Rivian, um, Sonos, um, uh, Bose, and many other partners to make uh, TuneIn accessible to, you know, in all the places that our listeners expect TuneIn to be. Gotcha. I found out about TuneIn like yesterday, and it looks like a, a really nice platform. There are There is a competitor that I can think of. How are you different than other competitors? Yeah, I think our scale really sets us apart, and I think it's uh, uh, something that's where the automotive industry really looks to tune in for that. So, um, you know, because we cover the globe and we have so many different um, broadcasters and, and languages available, um, and also we provide localized versions. We You can get a localized uh, UX of TuneIn and, and 13 different languages. Um, it's really, a, we're really a one-stop shop for the automotive community, so they don't have to do all these different deals and put together a patchwork of, uh, agreements so they can have local radio available um, in their vehicles, regardless of where they are in the world. I see. It's. Uh, I also noticed that all the podcasts are on there. We yeah, we have uh, tens of thousands of podcasts. Um, so you know, we really believe. Um, well, I think radio is one of the things that sets us apart. Um, at this point, uh, in vehicle listening also includes podcasts, and so. Uh, over the years, you've put together a really rich and deep uh, podcast library. Um, Jen, what does it mean for you guys to be affiliated with, with Rivian? I'm just going to make a blanket statement. Other than Tesla, I would say that Rivian is the most talked about uh, automaker going right now. Electric, and, yeah. Electric. And um, I saw my first one the other day here in Sacramento, and I, um, I've i loved it since uh, Bruce and I both saw it at the LA Auto Show a few years. And like other car companies, it has had a setback with uh, different availabilities during COVID and uh, supply chain and all that. But what does it mean for you guys to be involved with, with Rivian? Yeah, we're very excited about this partnership. Um, you know, TuneIn is really the, the radio for Rivian. Um, and really, I think that's something we're going to see with more automotive manufacturers is they AM, FM dial goes far, far away from where we are today. Yes. Um, 
they are wonderful. Um, and, I, and, you know, this is a really exciting time to be working with the automotive industry, whether it's with, like, upstarts with, you know, like Rivian or, you know, brands is known for generations that are reinventing themselves. Um, you know, there's so much creativity. There's such a spark of innovation um, that we get to experience as we're working with these companies. And so, you know, right now we have, um, you know, Rivian drivers have access to, um, TuneIn's full catalog, which is the full uh, station library, which is terrific. But I anticipate, um, just given how um, forward-thinking that uh, you know, Rivian is, that we will be evolving the service for years to come. Jen, uh, the technical aspect of TuneIn, um, I know that, mm-hmm. like in my car, I have a, uh, I just do Android Auto, and then the, the icons come mm-hmm. up for I guess I could put tune. Uh, I'll put tune in on it, um, but mm-hmm. with the Rivian, I, I'm assuming the, the the collaboration between the two of you is actually will be an icon in the car. You don't have to use Apple Play or or anything to to get it. How does it work? Correct. So it's a native inter- yeah, it's a native integration. They're Android based, so we provided them with an APK. We also have API integrations in other uh, vehicles. Um, that being said, you know, we work with a number of companies uh, who provide app stores. So we are heavily invested in um, uh, Android Automotive and, and Gas is, and also have an uh, uh, automotive app available um, through, um, through Google. Um, we, um, we also have an app available through CarPlay. And then we also work with Harman and their Ignite store, when, and they're installing their app store in a number of vehicles uh, in upcoming months. So when you say native with the vehicle, you don't you could go out in the in the Rivian and not have your phone with you, and the the actual the vehicle has the uh, the the cellular line to to get. How does it work? I still I mean, you still lost. <laughs> yeah, that, no, you're you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That this is correct. So you, you do not have to cast it from your your mobile device. Okay. Um, you can get it right in and um and uh access local radio stations or stations from around the globe. Yeah, it's perfect. I, I know when you travel, like in the mountains or through tunnels, it's nice to have it uh, through the cellular than it is, uh, you know, over the airwaves. It just, uh, certainly the AM and the yeah, FM is limited, and it, and it doesn't go over and around hills. Jen, you're, you're an insider, of course, uh, with, with TuneIn, and a little bit of a curve away from the, the technical part of it. I'm curious to know when you get feedback, and uh, let's just say it's California or New York or Texas or Oklahoma, do you guys keep track of, by chance, um, boy, have you heard this station in uh, Uzbekistan? Boy, they really have some good stuff. Do you guys keep track of, of some of the uh, availabilities from other countries that people are catching on to, or is that not in your area? Um. So we do have a, uh, a content team, a large content team who helps source all those deals, um, and they do stay on top of that. So in many countries, we have, you know, over 90% coverage of the available radio stations, but tends to be, you know, the big uh, networks. But we're spending um, a considerable amount of time really making sure that we are including those local stations, the ones that really um, are important to smaller communities. Um, and, and uh, you know, really reflect um, certain regions. Um, and we're now spending more time going out and doing outreach to those types of stations 
and bringing them onto the platform. But yeah, we absolutely, um, uh, uh, when we get a request for a station, we absolutely pay attention to that and uh, track it down. Might you, might you have an example of a station that uh, the layperson, me, uh, or anybody else might be a layperson, uh, is there an example of a station that you've come to love yourself in another, another world somewhere? Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. Um, so I'm an EV driver and I think my, um, uh, my case reflects what we see, uh, in a lot of us, uh, EV drivers, which is, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of, um, uh, public radio, yeah. so not another country per se, but, um, certainly, um, uh, certainly radio that has uh, global reach. Gotcha. Jen, I understand that the, uh, your, your tune in the platform has uh, a free version and, uh, you can also pay for uh, mm-hmm. ad-free, I guess it is, right? Yeah, so we have two tiers. It's pretty straightforward. So, we, as you said, we have an ad-supported version, and then we have what we call premium. And so with premium, um, with the stations we own and operate, those are all ad-free. And in many other cases, there's a much lighter ad load on other stations. In addition, we are um, adding um, new content. Um, that is only available to premium subscribers. So that includes MLB, NHL, a lot of college sports. Um, and our, our content team is continuing to look at other opportunities where we can add content, uh, premium content from uh, other territories. I understand that your your demographics, uh, the younger people are more willing to spend the, I don't know what the exact fee is. Um, they're w- more willing to, to pay for ad-free radio than people over, I don't know, 50 um, that, that may not... be broad. Yeah, that may be broadly true. I mean, you know, what certainly when you look at, for example, Tesla drivers. Um, I mean, we know the demographics of those drivers, right? That's that's all very public, um, and they are a slightly older um, uh, generation. Um, you know, I'm I'm I don't know if there are enough Rivians on the road at this point, so we really know the the demographic. But it is not oh, an okay. inexpensive vehicle. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, um, I, I would say that there is a um, greater um, proclivity to pay for content and pretty premium content in general. Um, I mean, whether that's your audio or TV. I haven't looked at the, the fee structure. Is it, is it one fee or does it, does it vary uh, in terms of um, you pay in advance for a year or two years or is it a monthly fee? Um, sorry, I haven't looked at it. Could you explain that to us? Yeah, so um, there, um, you can um, take a monthly uh, package, um, or you can pay for a year in advance. Um, and so, um, uh, and I'll have to go look, but um, we do. Um, uh, we, there are some variations in that fee, whether you take it, you know, you buy the premium directly through the website, or whether you buy it through the um, app store. Any idea? Or your vehicle. Thank you. Any idea what the quality um, is of the sound? Is it, um, I mean, in relation or with numbers, is it better than FM or HD radio? Or how would you compare the sound quality? Yeah. So, I mean, I was um, my sound quality, but because we, um, you know, we, we don't, um, we are not the broadcaster, Um we certainly try to replicate the quality that, that broadcasters um, 
have, but um, we don't we don't have a lot of control over broadcasters' quality. I see. I'm sure it's very good. The, oh the, yeah, the platforms I've listened to they've been very good. I think I saw some other references to other manufacturers. Um, and are you guys negotiating with other automakers, or is the platform already available in uh, automakers other than uh, the new announcement with Rivian? Yeah. So you had mentioned Tesla, but also we're available in um, Mercedes. We have been working on them for a long time, uh, Volvo, um, and, and others. And, yes, we are continuing to have conversations with uh, auto manufacturers, and I think we'll have some more announcements for the end of the year. Gotcha. What do you guys think of satellite radio? Is it pretty much dead, or you wish it was, or how, how, what kind? Of, are you a competitor? <laughs> are you a competitor? I would assume you are. I, I, you know, I think we offer very different things. So satellite radio obviously has their own programming. Um, they maintain a roster of talent. Um, That's we, true. Uh, we don't. Yeah. So w- what we do is um, we're able to curate and compile a library of. Um, Podcasts and um, and stations um, from all over the world, and so I, I think in many ways they're complementary, um, but different experiences. Okay, thank you, uh, Jen. This will be the one. Uh, I don't want to say dark side, but this will be the one kind of um, skeptical um, question I have, if you will. Is there um, a distraction uh, at all? I mean, people, I I. Uh, Bruce, when, we, when I test drive cars, Bruce will drive the car, but he, he's more the technical guy. He'll take me through the nav system, and he'll take me through different things that, that are on the nav screen. Um, I basically turn it off, though, if I'm driving. Yeah, basically but turns it off. When I'm riding shotgun, <laughs> that's all I do. That's play, all he does. He's, play he's, with the he fidgets with it, and they, I, I learn something usually. But um, uh, in a little bit of a lighthearted way, I guess, what is there a downside? Is there any instruction like don't do this? What don't look for the station in Russia while you're behind the wheel? Or help me through with that. <laughs> you know, um, try not to be too heavy-handed here. But I think you know what I'm trying to get to is what what yeah. what do you how do you educate uh, the public if if you think that's a responsibility or not? Yeah, I mean, we our park team thinks a lot about uh, driver safety, and so you know, if you think back to those old you know radio systems, they maybe had four or five presets. We yes. have an equivalent. Um, so you can go in, favorite your favorite stations. You have those available when you get in your vehicle. Thank and so you. you aren't having to kind of digitally scroll up and down the screen. The stations you listen to most will be front and center and are front and center. I know I really like my Uzbekistan rock and roll. I, I go to it every day. So <laughs> um, You are not alone. I'm not. I, I make light of it, but there's some pretty good, like the world beat I have on sometimes and Sometimes it's awful, and sometimes it's just like, boy, I haven't heard that before. That's pretty fantastic. So this opens up a whole new, um, I think for, for me, driving one of the things, and, and maybe it's a big market, maybe it's not. As I, I tend to like ambient music when I'm driving. It, it calms me mm-hmm. down with all the knuckleheads on the road, and, and I kind of like that space music while I'm <laughs> driving along. Maybe that's a big market. I don't well, know. Well, you know, I think the uh, tune-in comm station may be in your future. There, there you go. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a toe tapper or really nervous or anything driver, but sometimes I just um, don't believe what people are doing, and I. So if I'm in a bad situation, I tend to put that on, and, and it does kind of calm me down, and and uh, you know, I keep my eyes on you what I'm supposed do to be death doing. Metal, huh? Yeah, I don't do, I don't do heavy metal while I'm driving. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jen, what are some other areas? Uh, I think, um, speaking for Bruce, maybe I shouldn't be, but I think we can uh, agree that we're a little bit naive on this and how it works and what it's all about. What are some other areas that we should be aware of? Take us through um, what you'd like to see with TuneIn in, in five years or 10 years or, or tomorrow, for that matter. What What's on the horizon there, and, and what makes the TuneIn platform something that the everyday, the average bear, so to speak, wants in their vehicle? Yeah. So we're seeing um, a few different trends with um, uh, automotive manufacturers, um, and I, I, you know, those are things that we're thinking about deeply as well. So um, one of the uh, trends we're seeing is um, you know, really using the infotainment system as a way to communicate um, brand personality or vehicle personality, it's not only through the UX, but also in terms of the apps and experiences that auto manufacturers are curating. And so, you know, we're working with them on that to make sure that uh, we are delivering um, to their expectations. Um, I also think that um, drivers' um, expectations of radio have changed drastically over the last few years. So, um, you know, if you... Um, uh, you know, they expect a more personalized experience. So that could be through recommendations and, or um, be able to set favorites, as we discussed. Um, and I think they expect ubiquity. So um, while the driving experience, and you know, while radio is central to the driving experience, drivers do want to be able to get out of their vehicle and pick up a broadcast. Let's say they're listening to the news on TuneIn uh, in their vehicle, and they get out of their vehicle and go to their house and turn on their smart speaker, and they pick up that broadcast there. Um, and have their favorites available. I think those types of experiences and making sure that um, TuneIn is available everywhere that uh, listeners expect is something that we are um, continuously focused on. I know from the podcast world that I'm a little bit late to that party, but I, boy, if I have to drive a couple hours and I get in the car and I think, oh, I have two hours, I'm going to catch up on three episodes of, you know, Smartless or, or Alan Alda's podcast or whatever it might be. Um, Alec Baldwin when he was still doing his podcast. So they were my favorites, and I'm sure people have plenty of them. Uh, so a two-hour drive can be, I guess it would be tantamount to uh, when you used to do books on tape. It's a whole new uh, learning experience while you're driving. Yeah, it's not only um, so much of books on tape, but it, you know, the um, number of titles you now have available are, yes. are, are vast. So it's not just you know, what you happen to pack for, it, for that particular trip, but you, know, you can actually discover and, and find new podcasts along the way. Sure. Choice is a good thing. Choice yeah, is a good I like thing. the idea of this discovery thing. I've never messed with that uh, aspect of it, so I'll have to try that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, and I think one of the, the big, I mean, something we're certainly trying to think about and try to think about that in a way uh, that takes into account driver safety, but with more media coming into the vehicle, you know, we want to make sure that um, uh, drivers can quickly find what they're looking for in a fun, interactive, and, and safe way on these you know, big, beautiful screens that are now available. So, you know, for example, um, you know, uh, uh, there may be, um, uh, there may be um, multiple uh, live events going on at the same time, but, you know, there, there, there are ways that everybody um, should be able to filter those down and find exactly what they're looking for. Uh, in a way that's efficient and they don't have to take their eyes off the road. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a great deal. Uh, is there something else that I should be aware, we should be aware of about TuneIn? 
Um, again, what are we I, missing here? Uh, what are we missing? I, is there something we that go over uh, it pretty well or na- naive? Is there original? Could, could there be the future of original content that's tuned that's um, established? The contents provided by TuneIn itself, and and it's not um, another part of the world's broadcast. And you're not doing that wonderful job of getting all those stations, but your own your own uh, content. Yeah, we do offer um, what we call our owned and operated stations. Um, but I think, um, you know, in terms of, um, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I think um, there's this sort of idea that radio is an old technology. We actually think that it's a, it's a killer app for now mm-hmm. um, and that um, more and more listening is going on. Um, we certainly saw it during the pandemic, but it, it's endured. Um, and so, you know, I think... Um, you know, one of the things that we are really trying to do is to um, make sure that we are keeping pace with, um, you know, listeners' rapidly evolving expectations around uh, audio. So, um, you know, that could be, and, and it's more um, about sort of the, how it's consumed um, than maybe even the content. So, for example, um, uh, one of the things that um, Lucid is doing is, uh, thinking more about the passenger experience. So you, there's, they have two screens, and you kind of can slide your media between the screens from the uh, dashboard to the console. And so you're thinking, you know, think about all the um, users in the vehicle and how to make consume that media. I think is one of the things that we're going to be looking at more closely in the future. You mean so the people in the car don't have to talk to each other on a long drive? <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. You mentioned Lucid. I saw uh, my first Lucid uh, a couple weeks ago on the road. Are, do you know, are they delivering vehicles to customers? They absolutely are delivering vehicles to customers. Hmm. I got. I have a reservation for mine. No, I don't, right. but I, I can't I can't wait <laughs> to see them. It looks phenomenal. Um, I hope They're it gives, beautiful cars. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, the, the other guy involved, he needs a little, he needs a little competition to keep him on the straight and narrow, which might be impossible, but um, I hope that's good competition for for all the EV companies. Um, I have an, e, an EV BMW this week to test drive, and it's it's quite something. Um, and I, I I'm not really an EV guy that I've haven't driven all that many, but the BMW one is uh, surprisingly nice. And it um, looks like a normal car. It looks like a normal car, and it. And it um, I'm not a speed monster, but it it's really fast and it's a boy, speed monster. everything everything about it I thoroughly enjoy. So I'm sure with Lucid or was TuneIn in there? You gotta, uh, we got to go look. Got to go look for TuneIn, uh, probably. Um, anyway, I guess the EVs you, you guys are uh, on the curve, if not ahead of the curve, with some of these, you know, with Lucid and and Tesla and of course Rivian. So I think it's one more thing that um, the future is now. Uh, it's easy to say, I guess, and and now you guys are practicing it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm excited to see um, uh, what some of the new EV manufacturers, um, you know, how they think about that infotainment experience. But it is um, increasingly central to the driving experience, and it, it's not ancillary. It's not something that sort of gets, you know, it's not an aftermarket type of experience. It's really um, a central part of the, the vehicle. So um, it's, uh, it's fun to have a front row seat to see how uh, how automotive manufacturers are evolving this area. I've heard someone say that the uh, radio is the uh, soul of the car. Uh, I would agree with that. <laughs> you know, so, um, I, know I think your CEO said that. I think your CEO said that, yes. 
Um, <laughs> uh, I, not just because Rich is our CEO, but I do agree with that. Now, so, uh, you know, even Edison Research recently um, did a study where they found 90% of uh, drivers had expectation that there would be uh, broadcast radio available in their vehicles and, in fact, would not buy a vehicle without it. So, you know, that, I think, is a, a very compelling stat and shows that um, uh, radio is, um, you know, is, is just part and parcel of the driving experience. Hey, Jen, um, not really an apology, but a way of acknowledging you've, you know this all this stuff like the back of your hand, and, and Bruce and I are still new to it, so thank you for uh, helping us uh, learn a little bit about it, and I hope you don't <laughs> mind repeating the stories that you've already told others who were, who were I mean, I again, I knew of Tune in, Tune in Radio, but I didn't know about it in the automotive world, you know, I have it on, on smartphone and such, but but thank you for, for taking us through um, this morning on our podcast, the Weekly Driver Podcast. We want to thank um, Jen Collins, Senior Vice President at TuneIn, and uh, I received some information a while back about their new relationship with Rivian and others, as we talked about earlier. So, Jen, thank you for your time today, and uh, we're going to tune in to tune in pretty soon. I will. I will. So, thank you, Jen. Appreciate it very much. Thanks. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye.